What do you do when you feel a place at the table hasn't been set for you? You create one. Y'all get y'all friends. She always extra. <laughs> 80s babies, beautiful ladies, this one is for you. I honestly live my life somewhere in between Philippians 2 and 3 and 2 chains. Real situation. And he was like, well, do you mind if I get you telephone? I was like, I ain't got no job. I just need to know it. It's my answer. Real conversation. I'm heard in this time, just like God gives us grace. You gotta give yourself grace. Discussed in a way you can relate to. You are authentically you. Nothing is off limits. He got down on all fours in the middle of this party and began to lick the Hennessy off my toes. So grab a glass, make it a girl's night, and join the conversation. This is The Missing Middle. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Missing Middle. I'm your host, Letitia Brandon, and joining me back for another episode is one of my really good girlfriends, T-Money Honey, Taryn McNamee. Now, if you listened into last week's conversation where we started to talk about securing the bag and the bags we love, this is a part two. It was getting so good last week couldn't let her leave without finishing out the conversation. So we're somewhat going to pick up where we left off. But before we do that, if you're new to The Missing Middle, The Missing Middle is a space for the exennial woman. Born somewhere between the late 70s and the mid 80s, this woman is often a part of the forgotten about generation. Usually when companies or advertisers or marketeers or even researchers do have efforts to understand more about a specific generation, they tend to forget that this population, these exennials, demonstrate shared experiences or have shared experiences as both exennials and or as both Generation X and millennials. And so when you have podcasts or you have marketing strategies that speak to one or one group or the other, sometimes this group feels a little bit isolated. So I wanted to create a space where exennial women can come and we can talk about faith, we can talk about finances, we can talk about family and relationships, and sometimes we may get a little ratchet. Um, <laughs> and so these these are really intended to be conversational where you can Talk back to us as you're listening to us engage in conversations or even listen with a group of your girlfriends and a glass of your favorite beverage, whether it's wine or lemonade. You can just kick back and start some conversations from the conversations that we're having. As I mentioned a moment ago, this is part two of securing the bag and the bags that we love. And I wanted to invite back my good girlfriend, Taryn McNamee, who's going to answer some very candid questions. So Taryn, before we go back into, you know, asking all the questions, let's set the stage a little bit and let, tell, the little, tell the people a little bit about yourself, you know, about who you are, what you do, how you got started, et cetera. And then we're going to dive back in. Yes. Well, first of all, you really set that stage because I said, ooh, <laughs> with my girlfriend, my favorite beverage, talking back to the track. I was like, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I got it. This is a whole mood. Okay. She really set A whole mood. Stage. A whole mood. <laughs> right. Uh, so as she said, I am sharing T Money McNamee. And uh, this is something I didn't share on the last one, but I am the CEO and founder of Money Honey, LLC. Get that money, honey. Get that money, and, honey. <laughs> yes. And so um, I help millennial women uh, create 
financial freedom and uh, generational wealth by providing the tools they need to develop healthier money habits. And so that's what I'm excited about. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to share um, from something that, as you heard in the last episode, I really had to go through. Okay? <laughs> um, but being able to share and help others um, with things that I wish I knew and resources that I thought were available, um, but that I couldn't find at the time. And so in addition to that, you know, I'm engaged and happily planning my wedding. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we've been together, like, it'll be nine years in October. So that's probably a conversation within itself. Um, but that's, you know, it's an exciting time in my life. And, and that's what we're up to, you know, I'm about all the outsourcing and things in my business life right now and just finding and creating more space um, to truly just be and rest and, um, and align with uh, what it is that I am here to do. So that's me. You know, so uh, you, yes, that is you. You are an entire <laughs> boss, okay? A multipreneur. And I love how you framed up, you know, just kind of like your intro because you're so multifaceted, you know, you're such a dynamic person. Um, you do a lot, Taryn, you know, you have multiple businesses, you are engaged to be married. Family is very important to you. You are active in the community. You mentor many. How do you find the time (laughs) to balance all of that? Like, how do you how do you balance it all? Yeah, that's, so I think if you would have asked me this question a year ago, I probably would have answered it uh, with time management. <laughs> <laughs> and now, um, you know, truthfully, I've been doing a lot of work on um, creating more energy in my life, um, but also just learning to take care, truly take care of myself. Yeah. Um, you know, like we talked around the the topic of self-care, uh, but that was something that I wasn't as intentional about as frequently as I am now. And so when it comes to managing um, those things, honestly, over the last year, it's been making adjustments with what aligns um, with what is very important to me or like what yeah. really like it cites me as a being and not based off of uh, you know, others' expectations of who I am and, and what I am to be. And so uh, how I manage it all is, um, you know, I, I do schedule it. So that's the one thing, like I do schedule it, but I'm also learning to, um, learning like what it is I want to make time for and, and knowing and uh, grounding in the fact that time really is a choice. Amen. Uh, you, that's, you have that's- a choice. <laughs> Girl, right. You have a choice with how you want to spend it. And so the way that I, I work my business now is I'm delegating a lot of things to my assistant. And so there are some things, um, you know, like on the, the Mary Kay side, like we're serving my customers. So I'm scheduling a lot of things out. She's handling a lot of those communications. Um, so I'm not doing that. I focus a lot of my attention in my financial business. That's where I feel aligned. That's where I feel like God has given me a message. And so uh, that's like, you know, that's where I feel driven. And then the other things, you know, that I don't want to focus my intention in as much at that time 
that's the stuff that we delegate, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I will say too, that something that I did, and I know I mentioned this in the last episode, but I started, um, you know, I'd started like the dog walking and the house sitting business, right? And so initially at that time, I had more time um, and that's how I chose to use my time. And so I was doing more dog walking and now I've transitioned into doing house sitting only. I might have like one to two walks every once in a while, but those are past clients. And so it was like, you know, when you start to to really invest in in yourself and, and what is your alignment, you say like, okay, this isn't fully where I want to be investing all of my time. So yeah. I'm going to make that transition into something that aligns more with that. And, you know, it's again, another conversation for another day. But when you do that, you know, you're opening up the doors to opportunities. You'd find that all of a sudden, like my income has skyrocketed every time I've made those, um, those pivots. And so uh, how I do it is, yeah, I schedule it. I delegate. I'm outsourcing as many things as I can. I, I just um, wrote that down as a, as a follow-up for you because yes. delegation, sometimes it's hard to delegate, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Um, sometimes it's really hard to delegate and you mentioned, you know, you've hired an assistant to man to help you to support some of your businesses or all, or is she kind of supporting all. So you have, you have, you've hired an assistant to support, um, your businesses and outsourcing those things so that you can really maximize your time doing the stuff that you want to do and the stuff that's going to make you money. So, so I, I think it's great that you said that. And if you don't mind, like elaborate on how you somewhat came to that space of as an entrepreneur, realizing when it was time to, to get some assistance in executing the work stuff, but also um, being very intentional with your personal life and outsourcing some of those high, like chores or whatnot that, that may take away from the time for you doing other things? Yeah, I, oh, I love so much of this. Um, <laughs> my close friends, they're like, oh Lord, Pam's about to talk about outsourcing again. <laughs> and, you know, asking people to do stuff, but like it creates so much freedom. Um, and yes, delegation, is, it's, it's a skill, okay? It's, it is a skill. It is something that you have to learn and practice at and work at. And there are still areas in which I am learning to delegate more. And part of that was learning to relinquish the control and Ooh. figure out <laughs> and figure out this this part, this part's fun. <laughs> Figuring out that people aren't paying that close of attention to you. I'm sorry. Girl, you better say it again. Say it, lean in, lean in and say it to people. <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> people are not paying that close of attention to you. <laughs> sorry they're not and so I used to think folks would know if like I wasn't writing the email or if like I didn't type out the like if I wasn't the one typing out the post or hitting post or whatever um and they they don't know they haven't noticed you know and Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> I'll tell you something I'll tell you something so I used to be, I used to have on my superwoman cape. And I remember when yes. I bought my house, when I bought my house, I was like, I am not going to like pay somebody to do things that I can do. So once a week I was cutting my grass. 
I was lent, I, well, I enjoy cutting grass. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do enjoy it. Okay. But it brings you joy. Washing my own car. I was doing this stuff. And then I was like, at some point I got to the place where I was like, I, I can't because my schedule was so full. I would be physically too tired to do the stuff that I could have paid someone to do. And so it was hard at first to relinquish that control. And I'm just using this one example of like the lawn, um, but it was hard to relinquish that control and call somebody to come out to, you know, service my lawn once a week or whatever. But two months in, like two months into doing that, it was so liberating to come home and see a freshly manicured lawn. And the investment was little because you can't pay for time. Like it takes, it takes my lawn servicing crew 25 minutes to do my yard. Whereas it was taking me an hour to an hour and a half because I'm edging, I'm bagging, I'm, you know, touching the mulch. And so that was just a simple lesson for me on girl. Yeah. Right. Let's somebody do it. But what I want to highlight on that you said that's so powerful about that is the peace of mind. Often we're just focused on like, well, yeah, I can do the task. Look, I can do a lot of things. Right. You know, (laughs) that's true, but I don't have to. I don't have to. And, you know, oftentimes folks get caught up in the like, well, I don't necessarily have the money to do X, Y, and Z. When you're at a better peace of mind, it goes along with the energy part of being open to other opportunities that come to you. That frees you up for the time where you might happen to be at the grocery store at the same time that somebody is looking for X, Y, Z job that you do. They happen to mention it to the person next to you. You Mm -hmm. turn around and you say, oh, I, I actually am very good at that. They end up hiring you and paying you a higher salary than what you're making now. You opened yourself up to that just by allowing somebody else to do it. And I think the other part um, that made it okay for me was knowing how much joy I have in my businesses as a business owner. I'm like, everything I do, I love to do it. I'm excited. I will work all day if you let me. And so, (laughs) and therefore I'm, I'm not letting me do that, but like, I will do that. And I know that if I have that passion, the person who has the lawn business they also have that passion. Exactly. They love some grass. They love, they it. love it. Let they me help love you fulfill your dream. Yes. The person, <laughs> you know, right. And then like this, um, oh my gosh, this amazing housekeeper uh, that I had at one time, she loved to beautify a house. And she always would say, that's the language that she used. I'm beautifying this house. Yes. And then she's like, I love the um the happiness and fulfillment it brings my clients what when i'm on the floor but girl that is but that's purpose like like you said when when somebody is passionate about what they're doing like i had a ceo to say once before and it stuck in my head he said it what can you do if someone wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning what can you do and do well and be excited about it no matter what time of day it is and I was like, yo, that's that. the way I want to spend my life. And so when I think about people that are like do own their own business or even work for someone else, whether yeah. it's a non-servicing company or a, a housekeeping service or like my, my hairstylist, like people enjoy what they do. And so when you give that energy and you support these people's passions while saving yourself time, 
it makes room for you to do even more things that are meaningful to you that you're passionate about, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's yes. Girl. And for, and like for my entrepreneurs, when you do that, you're giving yourself more time to focus on the bigger picture, bigger vision things in your business that will create you more money. And so it's, you know, it's allowing you time for the money-making activities. So yeah, like that was something when I realized that and I internalized it, I was like, oh, it's on and popping. Who can I give this? I don't like grocery shopping. Hello Fresh, it is. Okay, thank you. Amen. Or Target Amen. delivers, Target, de- girl, I Target handle delivers. my little deliveries. By the time I make it, I leave the office. By the time I make it home, my delivery is on my porch. All I have to do is bring it in the house. Yes. See, <laughs> like it's that stuff. It's that stuff right there. And so, you know, and as as my business continues to grow, I'm gonna continue outsourcing yeah. more and more things. Um, because the other part too, and the other thing the way I think about it is I've been blessed to be able to be a blessing to yes. other companies and other yes. people. Yes. You know, when we're delegating and doing that, we're allowing we're giving somebody else the opportunity to shine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even if you think about it, um, when it comes to work, uh, mm-hmm. and you have like, you know, you might have a team or whoever you're working with, you know, yeah, you could do it. And yeah, you probably would kill it. But if you give it to, you know, Josephine over there, Josephine's waiting for an opportunity exactly. to, to prove herself, you exactly. know, to show that, that she has value. Now she has value because she's a human, but she wants to show that she has value at this yeah. company. And so when you, you know, let her do it, let her make the mistakes, you're there to coach and, and course correct and stuff, you know, do that. So that way you're being that blessing to someone else in their journey. Because like when, you know, when I think about um, the folks who gave me a chance, right? Like mm. at work or, you know, even in the sorority and stuff, like when I think about the folks who gave me a chance, and asked me to do something that maybe even I don't think I could do. Those are the people I remember the most. I remember yeah. the person who just like wouldn't give me anything to do. I remember the people who took a chance on me and who were like, you yeah. know, here you go, do this task. And, I, and that I, makes such a big difference. I had a leader um, when I first shifted um, my career into DEI. My my leader at the time, um, she would do this exercise with executives, and it's called "Who Took a Chance on Me," mm. and it was a way of getting people to do a little self reflection to think about who gave you an opportunity to get that stretch assignment or to, you know, have a shot at that job that you may not have necessarily had the experience for. Who took a chance on you? And so, like I, I've held that close to me ever since I heard that about six years ago. Um, I, I keep that in mind as I'm talking to, um, especially like next gen, um, like mm-hmm. men and women or whatnot, you know, because sometimes all people are looking for is just an opportunity. And to, to your point, when you work with other business owners, you are cycling that dollar through the economy. And the good thing about a cycle is it always comes back to you because you never know that housekeeper or that lawn servicing company or your delivery driver may need a financial advisor or they may need a money coach or they may want to buy some Mary Kay or they yeah. may want to, you know, like lease a property. Like it, it ends up cycling back to you because you've created this good energy around this ecosystem, you know? 
-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then I know the other part you were asking in terms of making the time um, for myself personally. And that was something, that's something that's been a huge difference uh, in my life over this last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, boundaries were something that I knew about. I, I would say I had certain boundaries in terms of protecting my energy with like certain people, mm -hmm. but with my time, I did not have it as much. You know, I would work seven days a week you know, and not necessarily working as hard on like a Saturday or Sunday, but I was still working, you know, I was yeah. doing something every single day. Um, and, you know, and, and my, my personal life would kind of take a back burner to that. If I had like, there were times I would run myself into the ground. Like if I had a goal I was trying to meet and, you know, my friend was having a birthday party I would be like, oh, hey, I can't go all of a sudden because, you know, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, like what I had, what I've learned is that, you know, over time and particularly, like I lost a really close friend this year and uh, somebody that, you know, like that was my college homie. Like we were literally together, I would say every single day of college and he passed away unexpectedly uh, mm -hmm. this year. And when that happened and I was, I was at his funeral and at his funeral, I like, we are both very driven. We're goal oriented people. Right. So we're, we're like, hashtag do all the things, you know, all the time. And at his funeral, we were not talking about accomplishments. Mm. We didn't talk about that at all. It was about the times that we spent together yeah. for whatever reason. Like that's what, me and his friends his family like his mom um and i like this will probably be on my heart forever but like his mom um i hadn't seen her since we graduated and upon seeing my face she was like oh my gosh it's you breaks down in tears and is just hugging me and she was like you know like thank you for being such you know a consistent friend in his life and so going through that, as well as, you know, doing the work to set that boundary to prioritize more rest, I was like, yeah, so they're not going to remember all the work <laughs> at the end of the yeah. day. I call it the dash. Have you ever heard that phrase? Living the, yes. day. the, the year you were born or the date you were born and the bait that we transitioned to glory. But mm. what happens in that dash that's on your tombstone? you know yeah and how are you making people feel you yeah. know like what do people feel when they leave your space yeah you know like that became such a big thing for me I was like okay it's not about all that other stuff like all the all the trophies the accomplishments whatever like yeah I it's not about that anymore like what impact am I making you know how is somebody's life different because they came into contact with me um than it was before you know they met me and so that's when I was like, I'm going to make time for more of the, the memories, you know, whether it's like the trips or just like somebody needs somebody to just go get boba with them. Like, I'm going to yeah. go do that. Um, you know, if it's a time where my fiance and I are having a master chef binge session, like <laughs> we love that show. Gordon Ramsay, you know, shout out to me Gordon. someday. Come through. Yeah. So like, you know, like it's. Yeah like if I want to do that it, it's fine nothing else matters it's it's like everything um 
uh, something I've really learned this year that kind of goes a lot around that too is that like everything is rigged in your favor you know like everything every good thing every mm-hmm. bad thing every in-between thing mm-hmm. and so if it's already in my favor I can take a break that means I can take this nap because exactly. it's all coming together for me anyway yeah um and so yeah that's how I started prioritizing more rest I don't work on Sundays anymore um and is it perfect no because every once in a while I have a Sunday that I might do a little work yesterday I did but before that I hadn't worked on a Sunday in months um you know like it's just that's what it's about it's like that's my day and even as a high achiever I had to rediscover like what to do that wasn't working but that was that that was a part of investing back in you though you know like um I've finally gotten to us to that space where I schedule my lunch hour nobody can schedule a meeting during noon between noon and one because that is when I I have my lunch hour I do not work on Saturdays on anything any any consulting any volunteerism well volunteerism is you know it depends but like I, I don't take any meetings on Saturdays I have very specific like a two-hour window on Sundays. I've protected my worship time, whether it's on Mondays or on Sundays. Yeah. And, but you have to get to that space where just as intentional and um, dedicated you as you are to the work and to financial freedom, you know, bringing it all back together, you have to be equally as dedicated to your biggest investment, and that is you. That is you, yeah. you know, this is the biggest investment that you'll ever have or the biggest asset also. So, so you, you, you said something and you made me think about, um, you said something on the previous episode, but you just said something else that kind of sparked my, my, my thought for this next question. So living the dash and, you know, taking time to have fun and just, you know, ha- have balance in your priorities in the quest for financial freedom or to, you know, have a really good arm around uh, money management. What, what's your perspective on splurging a little bit? Like, you know, we've secured the bag, we've, we've gotten our credit right, or we're building our credit or whatever. Um, we're saving, we've gotten our budget. What are your thoughts on, you know what, I think I do want to take this trip or I, I want to buy this bag or I want to, you know, go to this restaurant or, or whatever the case may be. What are your thoughts on those splurge moments as, a, as it relates to being disciplined um, financially? Yes. Hashtag treat yourself. Before I dive into that, I do want to speak on one more thing on the boundaries. Because one thing that a lot of... Um, a lot of folks will say when they hear that is they're like, oh, that's great. But like, what about XYZ person? You know, they expect me to do this or that. Let me tell you, I set boundaries this year and I lost a couple of friends. Okay. Because they were just used to Mm -hmm. me always being available. And at the end of the day, the people who truly love you and who are there for you, they're going to be happy that you are taking care of yourself and they're going to love you regardless. They'll figure it out. Um, so that's that part. Now on the treat yourself, treat yourself. I have to do little dances as I treat myself. So I'm here for it. Um, I always incorporate something called fun money into um, my budget. And um, oh, we have dogs barking. Um, I always incorporate 
I always incorporate fun money uh, into my budget. And that is, you know, taking a, a certain portion and it's just for fun. You cannot spend it on any bills. It has to be for fun. If that means a trip or, you know, get yourself a nice steak, um, you know, a little <laughs> bag, whatever it is that you want, you know, that's what you can do with your fun money. And then another thing is um, I'm a big believer in having one of your savings goals be for something that really drives you and, is, and excites mm -hmm. you. And for me, that's travel. It's another way we bond, okay? Because we, your girls I, love I the love. Let me get a stamp. I'm itching let for a stamp. Itching. <laughs> Listen, okay. Oh, that that whole like year of not being able to go nowhere it hurt, it hurt my soul. So hard. Oh, but I'm so but, grateful to be here. But it's been so hard. Yes, girl. So, um, for me, that's travel. So mm -hmm. I have a separate travel account. Yeah, and I funnel money into that every time I get some income. It's not like fifty percent, y'all, because we got goals. But <laughs> it is like five to ten percent of all my income is going yeah. into my travel account. And so what that means is, if somebody's like, "Hey, T money, you want to take a trip?" I'm like, "Let me check my travel account." Exactly. Yes, I do. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm I'm on. And the cool thing about that is that it's not coming from my bills account. It's not even coming exactly. from my fun money account. Exactly, separate account from my my um my fun my fun account or whatnot. If, if I'm going to use your language, my fun account um is a separate is with a separate bank. I don't even yeah. have a debit card for it. Ooh. So I have to like you know to really want it. <laughs> Well, I have to like go to the ATM because I have an ATM card or I have to go to the bank and nobody has time for that. Like I have to really like make some effort to take money out of it, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it goes direct, it's directly deposited. Like I have a dollar amount that's directed, directly deposited into that account every time I, you know, get paid or whatever. Um, even yeah. when I get my bonus, it, there's, it just goes and when somebody says, hey, you want to, you know, do this? Or if I go on one of these, like, rampages where I'm like, I want a new bag. How much is in my fun account? Let me, let me go buy Yes. It. You know, or if I want to travel somewhere, I'll be like, yeah, I think I can just go splurge a little bit. <laughs> yes. I'm not, I'm definitely not one of the money coaches who's going to be like, never spend your money. Because that's not fun. That's yeah. like. You know, like, oh, it's just not fun. And I think that's the misconception about, um, you know, true financial freedom. True financial freedom is being responsible and disciplined, but also being able to enjoy the fruit of your labor, you know. Yes. And I'm not saying, you know, go out and buy 20 Chanel bags and have $2 in your account. But I'm saying it's okay if you want to buy that Louis. Mm -hmm. Or it's okay if you want to do, like, fly to Vegas to see Usher and come back. It's okay. Usher, baby. You know, speaking, speaking of, we got to meet me in Vegas so we can go see Usher. But that's a sidebar. Usher, if you're listening, I know you're not. But Usher, if you're listening, you can send your girl some tickets. <laughs> go ahead go ahead and flew us out. Right? Flewed out. <laughs> get flewed out. <laughs> no disrespect intended, Grace. Isn't that his girlfriend's name? Grace? Yeah. yeah. No Jordan, I'm sorry. But yeah, go ahead. I just, I just want a ticket to the show. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. I'm but, just trying to be friends. You know, I'm not trying to love yeah, you. Yeah, we, we That's not what I'm trying show. to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to be a supportive hype woman. 
<laughs> like excited doing body rolls. <laughs> hey, <all>. body roll. <laughs> yeah. So, so Taryn, let me ask you this because I think I think it's dope just hearing your journey, right? Like you you are a millennial woman on the move like you haven't quite got to that exennial yet because you know i'm a little bit your senior that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> big sister though not, not auntie big sister not auntie okay. um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> but uh but but you've been able to navigate through through all of your experiences those that may have appeared to be setbacks but were really launch pads and those that have really propelled you forward in such a way that's been beautifully orchestrated but when you look back over your life is it anything like what you imagined growing up nowhere close and i'm you know i'm trying not to cry uh but nowhere close to to what i imagined um and the funny, this is the funny part, right? As we always have like our our lofty goals. And I remember being at 15, I'm like, I'm gonna be a millionaire by 30. And it was funny because at 15, that was when I actually got the nickname of T Money. Um, and I just decided to, to keep it. Yeah, this some some boy in my in my class, um, he was like, okay, T Money, and I was like. I like that. I'm gonna keep it. It has a nice ring to it. So, um, and I kept it. And you know, and I remember saying that. And um, and you know, like that was that was what I had said. And I really thought I was gonna get there by you know climbing up a corporate ladder and and doing that. You know, maybe becoming like a a CEO someday or CFO someday of some fortune like 500 company and everything that's what I thought and I'm I'm pleasantly surprised um that it's different than that but I'm so so happy uh that it's not like I just like I've I've always had this spirit of of not having regrets um you know I've, I've taken anything that has come to me, um, any, you know, battle, obstacle, whatever, uh, I've just learned that it was there for a reason. And, and I could sit there and, and harp on things that I've regretted, decisions I made, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't have brought me to where I am. Yeah. And, and I'm just so like, I'm so thankful. Like I'm grateful for everything. I wake up, um, wake up in the morning and I'm just like, the first thing I do is thank God. Uh, because like, I just, like, I was so like six years ago, I was so down and out about everything. Like I was sitting there and I would just like, I would just sit there and I'm like starting to read these personal development books. Like things have to get better. Like there, there has to be a way, a way to get through this. And, you know, and each time I was like, I'm just going to keep, you know, taking one step at a time, saying my affirmations, you know, praying daily. And, and now like, I have so much of, of what I prayed for. And, you know, childhood me, um, yeah, childhood me, what she wanted to do, like, you know, age 10 to, to 15 T money, she wanted to dance backup for a musician she wanted to like get paid to dance professionally and i've gotten to do that you know like i've done those things and that 
happened within the last couple of years. That wasn't even something that was really happening like right around college. That happened like a, yeah. within the last couple of years. And that was even a dream that I gave up on, you know? Yeah. And to think that that was something you gave up on, um, but God knows the ones that he wants to really come to fruition. And so I may have given up, but he didn't. And so he found a way to make that happen. And so when I think, think about, um, you know, what, if I would have seen this, I wouldn't have seen it at all, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, sometimes I think, um, when we dream like a child or we remember some of those dreams we had when we were children, you know, before, you were somewhat programmed, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't say that in a, in a bad way, but before we learned what we're supposed to do, you're supposed to do this. Yeah. And then these are what your next steps would be. You have these, these dreams that you somewhat put on the back burner, or you may even bury because you're trying to follow this path of what is being projected as the right path. Um, like a, a lot like you, you know, I, I had dreams when I was younger, when I was a child, that once I, you know, got into college, I completely forgot about or I, you know, tossed to the side. But now I'm seeing my life make this full circle moment where things I wanted to do when I was 10, it's come in the past. Yeah. You know, I remember watching the Cosby show, Cosby show saying, I want to be like Claire Huxtable. I want to be an attorney. But I went to school for finance and marketing, and I, I love finance and marketing, but now my career is shifting in a way to where I'm going to law school next. And it's just like, you know, you think about dreaming like a child, and even those times where we, where we lose sight of the passions that were, like, that are inside of us, he always turns things around so that you're on the path that you were, you were predestined to be on. And I think that's, I think that's absolutely beautiful absolutely beautiful so so I know right so so one last question for you before we wrap up and you know you you talk about building generational wealth and to build generational wealth that means you want to leave a legacy um how do you want to be remembered what legacy do you want to leave when you know you a hundred years from now when somebody talks about Tea money, honey. How do you want to be remembered? Lord, you just out here trying to make people cry. I Jesus. mean, I'm on my Oprah right now. You know, I'm saying right. Look, come <laughs> on, Oprah. Oh man. Um, how do I want to be remembered? Um, I would say. I want to be remembered as someone who inspires you to find the joy in every moment and somebody who just like, you know, there's so much of, of my story that has a theme of resiliency. And I just like, just the, the fact that I've always chosen not to give up Yeah. Uh, when many times I, I could have given up. Um, I want people to be inspired by that. I want them to think like, okay, if she had X, Y, and Z happen to her, like I can for sure figure this out. Or, um, you know, like 
wow, that was going on and she was still able to like have a smile on her face, not in a fake way, but because yeah. she's decided to make the most of, of every moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what, that's what I want folks to remember. Like if you feel that joy and, um, and, you know, in the midst of darkness, like just know that I'm there, like I've been there with you. And, um, and, and that pursuit, that endless pursuit to just, uh, not even just, but like the endless pursuit to fully become who you are meant to be and Mm -hmm. enjoy the being. Yeah. That is what, you know, that's what I want folks to remember. Like, I don't like I'm I'm here to have a good time because I know that there are times that I'll wake up and I'm not able to walk so on the days that I'm able to walk I'm gonna turn up and celebrate you know the the days that I feel good and the fatigue is not there like I'm gonna be excited like if I've uh, been able to to bless somebody and help their life become that much better like then I've done I've done my job and so uh that's that's what I want folks to remember like have some joy well, sis, I will tell you, you, you just being has made it a lot better for a lot of people, me being one of them. And so continue to shine, Taryn. Um, you are amazing, you know, in, in all the stuff that you do, but more so just in who you are. So keep doing that. Tea money, honey. Um, before you tell the people how to stay in contact with you, I got some rapid fire questions for you. And they can be as serious or silly as you want them to be. (laughs) You ready? (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me me plug in real fast. (laughs) We don't run out the juice. Okay, okay. (laughs) And the way these rapid fire questions are going to work, some of them are going to be open-ended. Some of them are going to be either or. And you just, you know, you just... You just be ready. So like stretch, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. As my pastor would say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. All right. <laughs> We're ready. Favorite book. Oh, uh, favorite book, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Oh, good one. Okay. Favorite food dish. Sushi. What? Oh, we breaking up. Uh, what? Uh, uh, I love sushi. You lost me in sushi. Okay. No. <laughs> Jay-Z or Nas? Jay-Z. Cardi or Nikki? Nikki. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Shade Room or TMZ? Oh, oh. Shade Room. Mm-hmm. Pringles or Lay's? Pringles. Sneakers or pumps? Sneakers. Come on, <laughs> give me some sneaks. Okay, all right. Fenty or Victoria's Secret? Oh, Fenty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, okay. Sweet or sour? Ooh, uh, neither. No, I'm joking. Probably <laughs> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Paper planner, like a physical planner, or your phone? Oh, uh, my phone. I've transitioned to the phone, Jesus. All day, all day, every day. And last but not least, sweet potato pie or pumpkin? And you better pick one. You don't like either one. We break it up. We break it up. You come down to Dallas the next time. I'm gonna have a slice of sweet potato pie for you that you're not gonna be able to to do without. 
Thank you, Taryn. This was amazing. Um, this was absolutely amazing. Just hearing from you, sharing a little bit of you with everybody that's listening in and giving such great advice on how to, to, to have this, to experience financial freedom, regardless to where you are in your journey. Could you share your contact information on how people can stay in contact with you? Yes, I can. Man, I, we, I'm just like real sad that you really gave me the option of pumpkin pie, sweet potato. You know, that's real. That's a real tra- tragedy. We about right. to break up again. Can we wait? Wait. Can we do one more just in case? That's why we can't end it on that note. Okay. 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 So, okay. How so about like? This? Okay. Yes. Yeah, you got one. All right. Go All right. Yogurt or ice cream? Ice cream. Okay. There you go. Okay. That's better. Chocolate yeah, or vanilla. Like, Chocolate or vanilla. Chocolate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, we, wait, we gotta quit while we're ahead now because we still have that energy last time. <laughs> the extra two for the club is good for me. Um, <laughs> yes. So y'all can um, find me on Instagram at tmoneyhoney22. So that's T M O N E Y H O N E Y 22, that number. Um, on Instagram, that's where you know that's really where I live. I'm kind of like, I got you're such a millennial, you're such a millennial. <laughs> I know, right? And so, um, that's where I'm at. I also have a group on Facebook called Millennial Women Wealth Builders, and you can search that. Um, it's a free group. Come on in, heading over <laughs> to the Facebook to the Facebook right now. <laughs> yes, I like, I just um started that. And so I'm very excited. I'm going to be sharing um, more money tips. We're going to definitely talk about mindset. They're getting a preview to my programs. Um, and then you can find um, you can find my Discover My Money Mindset Guide uh, via my Instagram page as well as um, my How to Save $2,000 in Two Months Money Guide. And then, you know, I got a Budget Like a Boss program. And then uh, my one-on-one program, one-on-one coaching program is called $10,000 in 90 days. Um, so if that like is something- $10,000 in 90 days. We like that. Listen, one of my clients was real excited this last round. She was like, girl, I thought you were kidding. I said, I'm not. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, those are like some ways that you can work with me, connect with me. And you know, if Letitia sent you, then I know it's a good sign. So, all right, all right. And and you will also be tagged on the missing middle, missingxmiddle.com. You'll be tagged so that people can connect with you directly. Thank you again, Taryn. And this wraps up another episode of The Missing Middle. We appreciate you joining in, listening in. Remember, talk back to us if there are topics that you'd like for us to explore. Feel free to shoot me a message or comment on the post when you see them on LinkedIn or not on LinkedIn, on Instagram. My goodness, I said LinkedIn on Instagram. But thank you again. This is another episode of The Missing Middle.